Good evening and welcome. Hi, I am your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals. Yes, where your voice is heard and you are seen. Yes, your voice is very important. And it's so important that when you was born, the doctor tapped you just a little bit just to hear your voice. That's how important our voice is. So please, let your voice be heard. Today, we want to talk a little bit about rejection and what it does to a person. And yes, a clear rejection is always better than what? A fake promise. I believe I repeat that one more time for those that didn't hear me. A clear rejection is always better than a fake promise. Wouldn't you like for a person to uh, just flat out let you know how they feel in the beginning? Yes, didn't give you some old fake promise. Yes, just reject me in the beginning. Don't wait until I get used to you and and I start loving on you and being good friends with you. And then in the end, you turn around and reject me and make me feel small like an ant. That's not a good feeling, is it? So a lot of people deal with the spirit of rejection and that thing wrecks havoc in your life. It causes major setbacks. Yes, delays. Yes, it causes you really to uh, draw back from others. You don't know how to love. You don't know how to speak. You don't know what you know how to tell people what's how, how things are making you feel because you've been so used to being rejected. You know, people have rejected even hearing your voice, so you're like, you know, I'll just be silent. They don't even like for me to speak. So rejection is rejection. But can I tell you, don't allow that bitterness to rob you. Because it will turn into bitterness. Yes, it will. After being rejected, after rejected, you've been rejected on a job. Yes, you've been rejected on, on getting a business loan. You've been rejected getting a house. You've been rejected on getting a car. You've been re- Rejection is rejection. I don't care what it is. Rejected on phone calls. Rejected and just rejection. Rejection. Go do your research on rejection and what it does to a person. Okay? The past hurts. Things others said to you and about you things that you've said to yourself. Sometimes you can say things to yourself. You know, um, I often tell this to others. A lot of times the enemy doesn't have to beat you up because sometimes we, we do the job for him and we don't know that the enemy uses us against us. He will use your words against you. He will have you speaking things over your life that God didn't even say about you. He would have you saying things about yourself that you say others are saying that they may not even be saying about you. So that's a clear sign that rejection have what? Wrecked havoc in your life. Bitterness and unforgiveness is very crippling. Yes, because that spirit of rejection is tied to bitterness and unforgiveness. Yes, it is. If you'd be surprised of what that spirit is tied to. And when you're dealing with the spirit of rejection, it also attracts others to you that have uh, a toxic way about themselves. They know that their intentions are not good, but they see that you've been rejected the first time you, you cry out and you tell them, I went through this, I went through that. And you know, if you're anything like me, write a book about it. That way you just get it all over with at one time. You know, sometimes people can read your story and they say, oh yeah, this is a, this is a perfect place for me to go and set up shop because this woman done went through a lot. So I know she'll put up with anything. If I just give her a little bit of good, she'll accept all the bad that I do because she's been rejected so much. She's been through so much. So the things that I do don't compare to the things that she's been through or he's been through. So I can just come in and wreak havoc 
havoc in their life. Havoc after havoc. I can just, I mean, I can just run through their life and make a mess out of it. You know why? Because it's not nothing compared to the things that he or she done already been through. Yes, that spirit of rejection will draw all type. It's just like I mentioned before about the light that draws bugs. Rejection does too. Because they can see that it's something on you. It's something that's attracting those bugs to you. And those bugs know they don't belong there. Immediately when you turn that light off and you say enough is enough. I'm not letting you come and wreak havoc in my life. No, I'm not. Don't allow uh, your battle scars to make you have a bitter spirit. And what I mean by that is it's okay to be bitter at some point. But at some point you got to be free from bitterness because bitterness can rob you of love. It can rob you of of uh, self-love. It can rob you of loving others. You know, I just refuse. Me personally, I refuse because I've always said, not just to myself, but to others, I'm like, you cannot tell me that there's not good people out here because I'm one. So it is some good people out here. You just got to have a a spirit of discernment to be able to tell who's who. (laughs) And even sometimes, even in having a good spirit of discernment, sometimes, just sometimes you will miss it. And I believe that uh, God allows us to sometimes go through things in order to be able to help others. Because all the things that we go through is not about us. All the things that I went through in my past, from childhood all the way up to my adulthood, that had absolutely, uh, I won't say absolutely nothing. No, I take that back. It had very little to do with me. It had a whole lot to do with me having a testimony to be able to pass the test and go out and help others. Because I can't be effective if I haven't been through anything. It's hard for you to help anybody if you haven't been through anything. And if you have been through a lot and God delivered you and brought you out and made you whole and free, guess what? You're supposed to reach back and grab your sister or your brother. Not get amnesia and start hammering them upside the head and telling them, you need to forget that. You need to let that go. You need to forget all that happened to you. The devil, who does that? You will never forget what a person done to you, but you do forgive. Like I mentioned before, when it's storm outside or when it's hailing or or if it's a tornado, you're not going to forget that it was a tornado and it came through and it ripped up everything. But you're not going to live as if the tornado is still happening. But you will remember that on this particular day, I remember it was a tornado. So away with people telling you, you need to forget about that. You need to let that go. Yeah, you let it go to the point to where it's not hunting you or it's not keeping you held hostage but when it comes to you forgetting it no it happened to you anything that happened to you some things you will not forget some things you say oh I didn't remember that you know how sometimes someone could bring up to you about something that happened and you'd be like oh wow I didn't remember that I recall years ago Uh, I was talking to an old friend of mine and he said, you know, you used to be real mean. And he said, you was mean to me. And I said, no, I was not. 
And my daughter heard me. She heard the conversation. I say she was eavesdropping. She was in there ear hustling. I, she said, Mama, yes, you were. You was very mean to him. And then I thought about it. I said, yeah, then I tried to come for a reason why I was so mean to this young man. I'm saying, you know, this is why it's never an excuse to be mean to anybody. But I had an excuse to why I was mean to that young man. Because he mishandled me. That's why I was mean to him. She said, no, mama, you was, you was, you was mean to him. Yeah, you was very mean and controlling with him. Then I had a, you know how sometimes we try to defend it. Well, I was mean because it's never a good reason to be mean to anybody that's not mean to you. Or it's just if you're with someone that's that's mean to you and they making you or they not making you. <laughs> I had to think about that thing. If you're around somebody and your conduct and your character, your habits becoming like theirs, and you need to know that ain't that's not good for you. That's not good company, baby. That's not that's not good. If, if you're making, if you're causing me, let me use that word. If you're causing me to become something that I am not, then I'm in the wrong company. So I had to think about that. And, and, you know, I said, you know what? My, my daughter, she, she, you know, she was, she pretty much grew up with her mother because I had her at the age of 15. So she was able to see a whole lot of things that her mama encountered and some of the things that her mama did that she's not even proud of in the past. So she would remind me often, mama, you, you know, you, yes, you, you were, you were kind of mean at that time. You were, you know, sometimes you need somebody that, that know you from back then. You know, sometimes we, we come out of so much and we become just so bougie and like, we just can't be touched. We never did anything. Ain't never said the wrong thing. Have never, you know, acted in the wrong way. You know, sometimes you need somebody to come back and say, you know, what? I remember, but not to just keep I'm not saying that like they should always throw your past up, but every now and then you need somebody that can help identify, that can help be a witness to when you're giving a testimony on how you were back then. Because sometimes I would have people that knew me back then when I was out there in the world, when I wasn't always saved and I wasn't always this life coach. I wasn't always this counselor. I wasn't always doing these positive and good things. I thought, I thought the things that I was doing was good, but there's not the type of good that I say now, the things that I'm doing now. So sometimes you need those people as a witness to say, yeah, I remember that girl. That girl used to be something else. She used to fight all the time. Every time I turn around, she was in a fight. Yes. But now I use all the things that I went through. I turned all my mess around and I turned it into a message to be able to help others. I didn't I didn't become uh, this woman of God or this coach or this counselor. I I went through some things to become those people or that person that I am now. It, it always have been in there. You know, it's like you have always been that person, but it, it took something to bring that out. It's either bring the good out or the bad, either one, because you do know you can, you can be around someone. They can e- either bring the best out of you or the worst out of you. 
So back then I was around some people that was bringing the worst out of Rhonda, you know, and sometimes even now I have to get away from people that I know that will cause those triggers to pop up and for Rhonda to refer back to her old days, her old, see, you have to, you have to make sure that you're in the right company because you don't want nobody to cause you to go back to where God have brought you from. <laughs> you know, when you start thinking about things that where God delivered you from, you're like, nah, 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 nah. I don't want to go back there. You know, I'm in a good place right here. You know, not to say I don't get mad and I don't get upset because I'm still a human being. But for the most part, I am happy where I am. But I don't forget where I come from. I don't forget the person I used to be and how God groomed me and how he healed me and how he delivered me and how he put his word in my mouth for me to go out and help others because it's not about me. As we know, it's not about us. See, I'm a kingdom builder. Yes, when you are a kingdom builder, you are kingdom minded. I am very kingdom minded. Yes. <laughs> I want to say this. Tell that thing that's talking to you. Tell it to be quiet because sometimes that thing could be something negative. That thing could tell you. See, somebody could be pouring good things in you and say, oh, you're beautiful. And you'll come out and say, well, no, you know, my skin is not what it used to be. And they'll say, why did you... Why did you say that? I said you was beautiful. Why you just didn't take you was beautiful? I recall one time I went to the store and, and my, I hadn't, you know, had my nails done. I needed a feel. So this young lady said, oh, your nails are so pretty. I said, oh, I need a feel. She said, just say thank you. I'm like, you know what? You are absolutely correct. Now I went from just telling someone else, won't you just speak? We need people like that in our lives. <laughs> I just went from telling somebody, no, 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 don't say that. I just spoke something positive to you. I went to the store and it was brought right back to me. She said, I just told you your nails was pretty. Only thing you had to do was say thank you. You didn't have to tell me. I didn't even notice you needed a feel. See, sometimes we bring things on people. We'll, we'll show them pimples on our face like, ooh, my skin is bad. You see that? I got that little bump coming right there. And they have to almost get a magnifying glass to see it because you just can feel it. But you you trying to point out that little pimple on your face. Like, ooh. They like, oh, your hair is cute, girl. I need to get a honey. My my man, I, I don't know. My hair ain't right. You see that new growth? They're like, no, I'm talking about your hair is still pretty overall. Your braids is pretty. Your hair is cute. Girl, you don't see all that? You don't see all the little nappy stuff around there? And I don't care about that. I said your hair is pretty. And so we start self-sabotaging ourselves because we've been so used to being rejected. We've been so used to people saying all the wrong things. You know, uh, it was a time I, you know, I was real small. You know, I was real small. And then it was a time to where I would, went into depression and gained a lot of weight. And so, you know, when you're around people, they, they, you know, they love you when you, when you're small at the waist and pretty in the face. <laughs> they love all of that. But the minute you start picking up a little weight, they start throwing the little slugs. And so before you know it, your self-esteem be like, man, do you start going on? Man, I used to be like uh, that movie. I can't remember what it was. She said, I used to be prom queen in my days. He said, but now you ain't nothing but a prom fiend. And then, you know, it's always somebody that'll come back and say something to rain on your parade when you're thinking good of yourself. 
And don't let that be you. Don't let that person be you. That when you come out and say, I used to be a prom queen in my days. And then you come back and answer your own self and say, but now you a prom fiend. What kind of, what kind of stuff is that? That's you're self-sabotaging. You're rejecting yourself. You're doing it before anybody else get a chance to do that. So now you, 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 you mess up relationships that's good for you. You sabotage good relationships. Yes. I wrote this down for myself. And I always share the things that I write down. I will become more than what I was even yesterday. Whatever I did yesterday, whatever, if it was uh, working in my business or whatever I was doing yesterday, I'm going to do more today than I did yesterday. And then tomorrow, I will do more tomorrow than I'm doing today. See, every day you should be becoming better. You should be becoming better in what you are. If you're a person that you, you don't like to read, but you, you want to be educated, then you need to start at least listening to things that educate you. You need to be around people that's educated. You need to be around people that's 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 smart. People that that are going somewhere. You need to be around people that are like that. If you want, if you want to stay saved, if you want to keep, you know, if you want to keep your relationship strong with God, you need to be around people that have a good relationship with God. Not not dating God, but they are in a relationship with God, and their relationship with God is strong. And when you see them, they you you gather strength from them, and they gathering strength from you. But when you're around people and you say that you're saved or you live in a certain way, but you're around other people and you now you're cursing like a sailor or you laughing at all everything that they're saying. Because when a person using a lot of curse words, that just be, that means they don't really have a lot of, lot of intelligent words to say. So when you're around people that are positive and strong, because you deal with rejection so much within yourself, you don't even, you you never really be around anybody. You most of the, you most of the time you're by yourself. So only thing you do is tell yourself a lot of lies. I'm ugly. I will never be anything. I'm going to fail. I can feel it. Why can't you feel that you're growing? Why can't you feel that great things are going to happen for you? Why can't you feel? Why can't you even see that? It's good to be around people that can see in the spirit realm and that just have a vision itself. Okay, I want to share this. Six things mentally strong people do. Six Can you say that with me? Six things mentally strong people do. Number one, they move on. Okay. They don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. Number two, they embrace change. They welcome challenges because challenges will come. Number three, they stay happy. They don't waste energy on things they cannot control. Okay. You, you remain happy within yourself when you stop allowing people into your spirit or into your space. They always having a woe is me or they always gossipy or they always messy. You will keep your joy. I'm not going to say happy happiness, your joy, joy will remain. Okay. Number four, they are kind, fair, and unafraid to speak up. 
I'm going to repeat that. They are kind, fair, and unafraid to speak up. You got it's okay to be kind. But it's also okay to speak up. It's not okay for people to walk over you. Number five, they are willing to take calculated risk. Okay. Number six, they celebrate other people's success. They don't resent that success. You hear me? They celebrate others in their success. When you tell someone great news about something you accomplished and they don't they may not <laughs> hey hooray, hooray. they may not do all of that but if you look in their face after you tell them good news and you see that they are really not happy for you but they got that little look like oh god oh boy oh, that's good you know what you need to do ease back move back not saying I don't have anything to do with them but don't tell them anything else good because guess what they don't, they don't really care. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> or it's a jealous, it's a jealous spirit. Okay. So my thing is this, in order to be free from the spirit of rejection, it's going to be a thing called the process. You got to be processed. You got to go through the process. You got to allow God to finish what he started in you. Okay. A lot of you all, you stop before the process is finished. Okay. I know you, you may, you, you know, you got some people eat half cooked food, raw food, but when you cook your food, you don't have cooked all of your food and eat it half done. So why do you half do things? Why do you, uh, stop in the middle of, of an assignment? Why do you stop? When things are not going well for you, you're not punishing anybody but yourself when you do that. Because see, a lot of us, a lot of times, I I say this all the time, we think when we withhold our time and our substance from, from people that we're punishing them. No, you are punishing yourself. When you withhold your time and you thinking that you're hurting other people because You have withdrawn yourself from them. Some people you have. You know why? Maybe because you are tied to them and it's something that you have that they need. And when you withhold that, you be the one to suffer. They suffer, but you suffer the most. You know why? Because you have an assignment. And you keep aborting your assignment or you keep laying your assignment to the side. And I've been guilty of that in the past. I used to will lay my ministry down and go help others build their ministry. Or I would lay things down that I'm doing to go help somebody else. But now I've learned to say, you know what? I'm working on this. I will get with you later. I can't do that right now. Okay. If it's a, if it's, if it's something that you're supposed to be doing, then guess what? It's going to happen. Whatever's for you is for you. Okay. So, I want to continue to move forward and talk about that spirit of rejection. There will be a part two to this real soon. I won't say it will be tomorrow, may not be the next day, but it will be a part two because everybody at one point of their life have dealt with the spirit of rejection one way or another. How one deal with it? We don't know, but I know how I dealt with it. 
Yes. It, uh, this, when I had the spirit of rejection on me, I was like a light that was attracting bugs. And then at one point, it was like I was in darkness and I was attracting roaches because roaches love darkness. <laughs> I tell y'all that all the time. And when you turn the light on, they scatter because they love it when you're in the dark. You got some people, they will never embrace you while you you are um, who you are in God. They will embrace you more when you're living as a sinner because they're more comfortable with you with doing worldly things. You got to know that's not good company. Okay? You got to know that's not good. Anytime somebody's rejoicing because you are in the same, you ever went to, that's why I've never been the type to do, I tell women all the time, when we come together, we don't do male bashing. Oh, no, no, no. That male bashing will never be on, on my platforms. No. And I don't allow women bashing either. No. Um, everybody have a voice. Whether if they're wrong or right, they still have a voice. But I always say, that the things that we the things that we say and do, it could it could either cause a person to live or cause them to die. But when you be around people and you are trying to do good things, or you're trying to live a good and holy life, or you're just living a good life, but they liked you better when you was broke down. You know why they like you better when you was broke down? You know why they like you better when you was lost? Because they can do anything with you and to you. But the minute you get totally free and you're not just acting like you're free, but you're really free, you're going to see that you're going to lose a lot of people along the way because a lot of people can't handle realness. A lot of people can't handle genuineness. A lot of people can't handle you when you're whole. They like it better when you're half, when you're when you're broken. So again, I thank you and I always welcome you to my platform. I thank you because you do have a voice. Yes, you have something to say. You've been dealing with some things and God is going to heal you from it. But you got to get around the right people. So thank you again. This is your girl, Rhonda Taylor, from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement International, where your voice is heard and you are seen. Your voice is very important. Till next time, peace, love, joy, most of all, harmony.